This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, albeit, uh, you know, these have not been great days for the prime minister, uh, as we all know, uh, this whole thing with SNC-Lavalin has been roiling around, and it seems like every day there's a, a new dimension to the story. To wit, uh, Jane Philpott was interviewed by McLean's Magazine, said there's way more to the story, uh, and it's not complete yet. And then you had yesterday, uh, Selena Cesar Chavan, the MP from Whitby Ajax, also quit caucus, uh, going out the door by suggesting that the Prime Minister, when she t- told him she was not going to run again in October, berated her, yelled at her, and that was substantiated by her husband, who said he could hear the yelling through the phone. So as I say, not good days, uh, and they had hoped that earlier in the week, the budget being announced, tabled by Bill Morneau, was going to distract from all of that. Uh, apparently, uh, that doesn't seem to have happened. Anthony Fury has written about that and other important matters, and uh, he has joined us here in studio, the National Chain of Sun Papers national columnist. Uh, Anthony, it's good to have you on board. So, uh, Always this great to be here. Attempt to distract with the budget, would you say epic fail? Absolutely. I mean, it it hardly held for that long. The conservatives made sure that the distraction didn't work because they did the disruption. They were chanting cover up and so forth. But I just couldn't believe that the liberals shut down the Justice Committee that morning because the simple fact that they were having that meeting that day was already the cover up. You'll remember they were crying cover up the week before when there was the televised one where they were going to be voting on whether or not to have Jody Wilson-Raybould come back. And they go, instead, we're going to adjourn. We're going to push it to next week on the same day as budget day and when it's not televised so the people can't watch it. I mean, that was the cover up, but they couldn't help themselves. They got arrogant. They got greedy and they had to shut the whole Thing down. I mean, it's just nuts. So we were talking about that angle, of course, and then we're talking about the conservatives just being irate about it. If they hadn't done the shutdown, the conservatives would not have been justified to walk out of the House of Commons. Nobody would have bought it. And then Bill Murnau would have gotten up and he would have been able to sell it. And we'd have been talking a little bit more about whether we should or shouldn't be giving 10% down payments to people, which we shouldn't be doing. But, you know, still, that would have been the topic du jour. Then, of course, yesterday, they don't even get a full 24 hours out of the budget because Five things break. Uh, the Philpot thing, although that was this morning, SNC-Lavalin CEO saying, no, I never said that 9,000 jobs thing. Uh, Selena coming out saying, I'm getting out of caucus. I mean, it was the gift that kept on giving. Well, you know, it's ironic. I mean, that all of these things, I call it like death by a thousand cuts, but uh, drip, 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 drip. It almost seems to my mind, anyway, this might be orchestrated by uh, some people who want to kneecap the prime minister, or, or is that just coincidental? Yes and no. I mean, for instance, the McLean's interview, a lot of people would have reached out to Jane Philpott and said, we want to talk to you. She would have said, all right, I'll talk to this journalist. I'll talk to this publication. Now, they chose to release it this morning. So that keeps the story again today. So if Trudeau wanted to have some fancy announcement or whatnot, this would take the kneecaps off of that. So it was McLean's that decided we'll put this live this morning as opposed to, say, yesterday in the middle of the afternoon. So I think it's a confluence of things. But I certainly think Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Philpott are, are on the same side that they are interested, it seems, in in matters of principle. Now, I, I, everyone's creating Jody Wilson-Raybould to be a hero. From what I know of her, I don't think I want her to be prime minister. So a lot of people say, oh, we got to get her. And no, I'm not so sure about that. But she has her own principles and she's following them. I find it very interesting that the people who are coming forward to say these women are out of line, uh, Judy Scro, Yasmin Ratansi, sort of allegedly uh, calling Jane Philpott mean things in, in the House of Commons, she's denying it. And then you've got Sheila Copps coming out. These are all kind of old school people, not Ratansi. 
Tansy, but Judy Scrow's been around since the 90s. Sheila Copps, of course, they like the old style. They like, you know, the Cretchen style of doing things. Trudeau, he goes and brings these new people in. He said goodbye to the old liberal guard. That's looking like a bad idea now because these new people with great resumes, they actually did come into politics, it seems, to, to get the job done and for the right reasons. And that's why it's all falling apart, ironically. Right. Or they took him at his word uh, yeah. rather than just being one of these aphorisms or cliches, we're going to do politics differently. They believed it. <laughs> now they're being surprised. And so when... did a lot of Canadians. And and this is the situation we find ourselves in now. They say, oh, it's Stephen Harper. We're tired of the guy after 10 years. He's getting a bit stale and so forth. Oh, we like this guy. Politics differently. Uh-oh. This is just classic, awful, you know, cynical politics. Again, with uh, Anthony Fury from the Sun Newspapers on the matter of SNC-Lavalin. All right. Uh, and then you've got the CEO, as you cited, of SNC-Lavalin, uh, discounting any notion that jobs were going to be lost or that they ever referenced 9,000 jobs or moving their headquarters from Montreal to London if they didn't get the DPA. Again, it totally undermines the position staked out by Justin Trudeau as well as Jerry Butts. What a wild game. Who do you think is more truthful, the CEO of SNC-Lavalin or Justin Trudeau? It's like, you know, one of those scenes in The Dark Knight when he goes, let's flip two faces, let's flip a coin here <laughs> and see which side we're with. Uh, someone sent me a link, a CBC story a number of months ago, uh, an audio appearance on radio there where he had actually said the jobs were at risk, something comparable to that. So I, I, I don't know, but the simple fact that he's saying this now still tells you something, that, that they're almost happy to try and throw Trudeau under the bus here. He's saying he didn't tell the PMO that, and he didn't and at least use it as a reason uh, to justify getting the DPA. So you got to wonder, all these people are turning on the prime minister all of a sudden, those who are on side with him, those who aren't, these sort of tertiary figures who, look, they changed the criminal code for SNC-Lavalin. Now Lavalin's saying, sorry, buddy, you're on your own. It's right. wild. It is wild. And uh, you've been around politics long enough to uh, understand that there are backroom uh, people who advise and strategize. <laughs> Who's helping them through this morass? Because it seems to me like they're misstepping. Every, it's like, you know, uh, walking through a minefield with clown shoes on. A lot of liberals told me that during the Dalton McGinty years, when Jerry Butts was a senior staffer, Don Guy was, I believe, the chief of staff around that same time as Jerry Butts was in office and was a public servant. And Don Guy was the guy who got the job done and made the government work. And Jerry Butts was the guy who'd go on the Imagineering weekend retreats where he'd draw the little, you know, balloons and bubble clouds and talk about how we're going to make a green uh, future. He was never actually a workhorse guy. And I think that's the problem we have here. It's been surprising to see Katie Telford's name uh, mentioned as one of the people who's been saying some of these sketchy things, because I've never once heard anything negative about her from from liberal people or, or anybody out there. They've all said, yeah, she's pretty, pretty, you know, good person, principled person. So it's interesting to see that there. These guys, they, they just apparently don't know politics, even though they've been around for a while. They're not managing it well. Yeah, and it seems reflected in the polls, the latest I heard from Leger earlier today. Conservatives now have a six-point lead on the liberals, 36 to 31. NDP, I guess, coming up the rear, uh, even when Jagmeet Singh in the House earlier today calling for a public inquiry. Uh, is that now public inquiry or bust? The liberals have to accede to that, or do you think they can rag the puck in this one? They're not going to vote for a public inquiry. There's no way they're going to do that. If they're going to shut down the Justice Committee so shamefully like that, after Justin Trudeau had said, John, we must have faith in the processes of the Justice Committee. I mean, he said that multiple times. Then they shut it down. The chair had said, the Liberal MPs had said on that committee, oh, we don't answer to the PMO. We're entirely independent. Then why are you doing this? So if they're going to be 
so shameless to do this. They're not bringing a public inquiry. No way is it going to happen. And the real thing is the RCMP probe. I mean, that's what's got to happen right now. You, you go on television, you'll turn it on, you'll find there's these these former judges weighing in, former Crown prosecutors. you got a bunch of lawyers. They're doing a dress rehearsal for a trial, all of these panels with legal experts. Enough with the dress rehearsal, just do the real thing. Because I think that the heart of the issue, the meat and potatoes, is was obstruction of justice going on here? You know, who said what to whom and when precisely? And it's a legal question. And I think the only way we'll get the answers is whether or not we muster up a few charges and we get into the courts and we let a judge decide. And then we can all go away and go home and whether someone's locked up or not. I don't know. I mean, Mike Duffy, 31 charges, John. They could they could wrangle that up for this one guy. He walked on all 31 of them. You think they're going to have three or four for this guy? And which is why it's interesting that they've all lawyered up so heavily. I think it's because they know. Speaking of the McGinty years, you had David Livingston. He got jail time. What was it? Four months he was sentenced to. Jerry Butts knows this. And it was just for deleting emails. So also for pressuring someone on this file, you can also go to jail for that. Yeah. You know, and one of the more ignominious things with this Justice Committee wrapping things up uh, on Tuesday, they tried to pivot and uh, really leverage the atrocity in New Zealand by saying we should discuss now hate crimes and uh, the rise of violent white supremacy in Canada, which I know you've written about as well. And uh, you've got insight that you wanted to share with us. Let's come back and talk about that. I'm very, very curious how prevalent this is and uh, what we need to be on guard for uh, with Anthony Fury, national columnist with the Chain of Sun newspapers here on The Oakley Show. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.